0: thoughts, ideas, people, caravan maintenance, trundle beds. What's that plastic thing doing down there? Shut up, Renee. Quiche. Niche. Niche's quiche. Bang, bong bing ba 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 boo. That sounds really peaky, doesn't it? Peaky, peaky at night, night peak. Is it fine? I can't work out whether it's good or not. Good noises in your ear. Are you having good noises in your ears? Hey, are you good Hey, welcome. It's uh, t- it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday morning. I've just dropped off uh, the kiddly wink at aftercare at school care. Sorry, school holiday care. Um, and today is animal day, so they're going to play with animals, which is kind of annoying because last week I took her to the zoo to be a mini keeper for the day, a mini zoo keeper for the day. Uh, and this is really typical. If you're not aware of what kids are like when they get home from doing something amazing, they just tell you nothing. You're like, oh, did you have fun? Uh, What what did you do? Nothing. What do you mean nothing? And then like during the night you find out a little bit more information, like I touched a snake. I birthed a calf. Um, A kid was taken by a crocodile in front of me. Like all this other information filters through. But anyway, so she's off to... It's one of those school holiday care things where like a a van travels around. I mean, I don't know how ethical this is. And they, um, you know, they bring animals out of the van and you touch them. You put them back in the van and they go to another school and they get touched again. It's basically... uh, it's It's a form of pimping animals. You're soliciting... You're soliciting animals. No. The kindergartens are soliciting the people who pimp animals anyway it's solicitation either way and animals are being touched without their permission so anyway are you good are you good are you good i'm 17 days sober which probably doesn't sound like anything to anyone but that's a bloody it's good for me it's good for me i'm gonna go 44 days i've decided and i'm gonna do it i'm gonna it's getting really peaky this podcast this in ear holes right now is that good is that good in your ears buddy How's that sounding? You- no, that sounds worse, doesn't it? Oh, hang on. Let me have a little fiddle around. Fiddling about with me knob. Um, anyway, well, hopefully this will do and it won't be too bad in your ears. I hope you're good. I hope you're really good. I'm um, feeling better than I have in a long time. My goodness. Anyway, I'm not going to dwell on the negative. I'm going to uh, get into some positive things. Apart from the fact that yesterday, oh my God. So I want to do this. I-, I wanted to release this podcast every Monday. I decided Monday's a good day for it because you get up, you're going to work, it's Monday. So it's Monday morning. I record it. It's Tuesday morning now, so I'm a day late, but I'm going to do it Mondays because I feel that if I get through the weekend, then I can talk about it on Monday because things happen on weekends, don't they? Um, But yesterday, glad I delayed it because my goodness, I am trying to raise funds for uh, my daughter's school. So I've been going around to businesses in the area and I have like a piece of paper with an accreditation from the principal saying this is legitimate. And I'm not looking for cash. I'm just looking for products to auction off or raffle. You know, fun stuff. Um, so I went into this, like, is a really cool shop that's uh, cool people's clothes. And I know a lot of the mums and dads there will be like, oh yeah, I'd definitely enter a raffle to get a voucher to shop at that store. It's cool. Um, now the thing is, I bought my part partner Rosie a jacket uh, from this cool shop and she didn't like it so she got it turned into cash, um, a cash, a gift voucher. But then she gave it back to me and said, oh look, nothing fits me there. You use it. And I was like, no, you're going to use it. It's fine. So I took $200 off it and put it toward the um, the auction for the school, for the raffle. And I said to the business, will you match me $200? And they sounded really enthusiastic. Anyway, I went back in. They they didn't want to. So I, then I doesn't matter. I, long story short, I tried to get a gift voucher. But now this shop, I'm pretty sure that the people they employ in the shop are also models online for the clothes that are there. Um, and it's not like I've trawled the site. But I, you can tell because the girls that work in the shop and the guys that work in the shop are beautiful looking people. And anyway, this, this woman, this girl looked at me. I mean, I mean, at first she's like, looked at me like, what are you doing in here? Which is fair enough. Like I don't look like I belong in that shop. Um, but she looked at me with a bit of disdain and then I started asking her about this gift voucher and can I split it into certain ways so I can get two separate vouchers? No, we don't do that. And she was just so fucking rude about it. Anyway, some young handsome man came in and saved me. Young guy, uh, went upstairs, got it sorted out. Then I got this weird passive aggressive email from the, uh, from the owner like you know that they don't understand the rules about gift vouchers and I'm like yeah but I'm just going to let you know right now that yeah she was rude but anyway um, I think it's just basically good looking people just you know I reckon there's more of a ch- you get through life easier if you're hot and if you're you're hot and you're listening to this right now don't fucking argue with me you've had better you've had easier breaks and had an easier ride for having a asymmetrical face you've had a better you've had a better chance than i And because I can tell you, I know, I know both sides of the coin because I used to be beautiful. I used to be an amazing looking young man when I had a full head of hair. I was gorgeous. I mean it. I was pound for pound. I was the hottest guy in the room. And uh, then I lost my hair. So I've tasted ugly and beauty. I've tasted beauty and ugly. So I know what I'm talking about right here. Um, And yeah, I've I've had a much harder ride since I've lost my hair and as I've aged. And that's just something we all have to deal with. Anyway, to that fucking, I'll just call that, you fucking, you little cunty bitch, with your snivelly little full lips and your cute little cheekbones, why don't you go get fucked? Um, anyway, so, it ended up paying as well. So I paid for the privilege of uh, feeling shit about myself in a young person's shop. Yeah, snivelly. I've decided just not to give a fuck anymore. I don't give, I give one fuck, but I don't give two fucks. That's my new mantra. I've spent so much time over the last few years retreating and feeling shit about myself and my career and my life, that now I just don't, and it's not just from that incident. I just, I had this, I think this comes with sobriety, and I know I'm only 17 days in, but I really feel a change. There's a change of brewing inside me, and I don't think I'm getting aggressive or angry. I'm just not putting up with bullshit anymore, which I think is going to be a good way going forward. So if I do start to have the negative feelings, I just ignore them. I ignore them now. I know you meant to face them or something. Um, I've stopped counselling, which is maybe not a good thing, but I think it's a good thing because I think we hit a stalemate. I think I mentioned it last time on the podcast that I the, the, the weird look my um, my psychologist gave me on the way out of the door, and I gave him just like, "Yep, there's nothing more to be done here." It if <laughs> it's a strange moment, but I think there's been a bit of clarity that's come with that. So I'm feeling anyway, whatever. He gives a fuck. I've been watching a lot of Alone. Um, I feel like this podcast is peaking. Hang on, I'm just going to pause it for one mini and just listen back. Hang on. Look, it's um, it's definitely peaking, but I can't work out at what level it needs. See, it's that. It just looks like the red line's going, but I've got all the monitors on. Is that it? Is that it? Hang on, that might be it. No, it doesn't. That's still. What's going on with it today? Who who's been fiddling? You know what it is. It's Luna. Luna's come downstairs. She's been fiddling with my microphone. And the levels are all weird. And I don't, well, bad luck. I'll just speak of look, when I get animated, I'll um, talk this way. Hang on. <coughs> uh, yuck. I've had a, a nasty, God damn it, I got really, I got sick a lot this year. I haven't been sick for years. Never caught COVID. Um, but this year, been catching it a lot. Maybe I'm on the way out and I'm happy with that. I'm. Ha- look, you know, I don't want to leave uh, my daughter without a father, but I'm, I'm happy. If I'm on the way out, God. See you later, guys. Um, yes, I've been watching a lot of Alone, the television show. Alone. Um, so late at night, I, I still wake up ridiculously early. So I chuck on Alone and I watch watch a really um, distressing episode where a man just murdered a muskox. Um, his name was uh, what was his name? Jerome? No, Alan? Roland? Roland just stabbed a, a muskox to death. That's a mighty beast. So he bow and arrowed it. It was awful to watch. I don't know why I'm watching this stuff, but I do find it quite amazing. It's like the ultimate of reality. By the way, thank you for all your reality suggestions. I'm trying hard to filter through what is the right way to go with this because um, a lot of them about uh, are about self-healing, which I really like, but I just know what this guy's after is not that, and I get it. It's a betterment um, with these shows and changing your life, life overhaul stuff, there's a lot of stuff. So there's something in the water, obviously, with these ideas for shows. Um, but I just don't know whether it's what this guy's going to go for, and I know one person in particular will be like, get fuck! I know I know what's going, but no, I know what I'm talking about, and I will get back to all of you, I'm very sorry. But anyway, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I know a guy who helped develop um, Survivor with Mark Burnett, and he wants to develop more reality in Australia. And a lot of things, apart from the guy who sent the suggestion through to, for Dark Master Chef, I think it's Owen Tregenza. Um, thank you for your suggestion. It's fantastic. It's basically where you get in an airplane with a whole lot of chefs, competing chefs. You crash landed in a mountain top uh, like the Andes. But the judge, who's like a Matt Preston or um, like one of that bald guy on Chef in the UK or a Gordon Ramsay, you get to cannibalize that person. Um, and eat them. Dark Master Chef. It was a great idea, Owen. I really loved it. It's not going to happen, of course. But uh, one very funny. Very, very funny. Thank you. Um, it made me laugh a lot. Okay. Um, yes, what have I been doing? So I've been watching Alone a lot, which has been... I just wish they'd stopped thanking the animal. The guy that stabbed the muskox to death didn't thank the animal at all. They just stabbed it to death and ate it. And I respected that more from the people who catch a squirrel... And then they hold it in their hands and look it into, into its like lifeless eyes and say thank you for your life, or just saying that even just talking to a trout after you've pulled it out of the water and bludgeoned it with a stick, and then saying thank you for your life right into its eyes is a bit it's, it's creepier than stabbing a mucks a musk ox to death. Um, but I'm really enjoying I'm really enjoying watching alone. It's um it is the ultimate reality, and I will I will find the the route and the way with this reality show. I don't know what it's going to be, but there's got to be something there. I don't even know what I'm deep diving this week. I had a thought before, oh, that's right, cup noodles. We're going to go into a deep dive into cup noodles because uh, I've been hitting up all these noodle places internationally as well about how do I develop a noodle brand, uh, a two minute noodle um, base, but can I do it remotely? Do I have to visit? Do I have to go there? So I've, I've looked into the world of cup noodles uh, because I do, I really want to develop a flavor that I know that's going to be a really... Good flavour. I know that sounds ridiculous. I know I'm just full of all these ridiculous ideas, but I promise you, just like the silly billy walk, it will happen. I will have a new a two minute noodle. There's a fucking motorbike outside. Can you hear it? You're gonna you sl- you slow down at the lights. And I've got baffling. I've got baffling. I'm downstairs in a basement, and still those effing motorbikes reverberate through the walls. No, nah. anyway, he's gonna prove us all wrong. Um, yes, yeah, so I think I'll do a deep dive into cup noodles this week. I'm very, very blasé. I've got to go to the dentist after this. So never look, never look forward to that. Never look forward to the dentist. Cause the last time I went, he said that I'm losing a lot of not enamel, but there's stuff off my teeth that's disappearing because I drink too much soda water. So I've cut down on my soda water and I hope he notices. He's, um... He's quite passive-aggressive, my dentist. I don't know whether I like him very much, um, but I think he does a good job and it's reasonably priced. Um, I'm going to play you a song now. No, not a song. What am I doing? It's as if I'm on the radio. God, as if I could get a job on the radio. I don't give a fuck though anymore. I don't give two fucks. I only give one fuck. It's all one fuck Simmons. Um, okay, I'll play something and I'll speak to you in a minute. Bye.
1: Today's world is full of things, but where did they come from? And how did they begin? Sam Simmons, The Precise History of Things Hey, what's that you're doing? Who me? Um, nothing? But what's that thing you're doing with your ass? My ass? Yeah, your legs are all bent underneath. Oh, this. I'm <laughs> just sitting down. It's called sitting on things. Sitting on things? Yes, sitting on things. You know, people have been sitting on things for eons. Eons? Sitting on the back of a horse Hoping that the horse is going somewhere Horses are kind of like big dogs Except that horses don't eat meat The dogs eat horses Sitting on the back of a bus bus. Sitting with some very naughty schoolboys Making faces at the people in cars I really shouldn't Cause (laughs) I don't go to school With them at all Sitting on things Magical things Sitting on the edge of my chair chair. Rocking backwards and forwards really slowly Slowly. Trying to eat a bowl of hot soup I hope I don't burn my thighs Oh yes, I'm sitting on some things Lots of different things I hope I can keep sitting on some things Until I die some of my favourite things to sit on. Beanbags. What else? Pretty much just beanbags. Sitting on a towel at the beach. The beach. Watching the seagulls on the seashore. Seashore. Seagulls are kind of like junkies that fly in the sky. I fly away today i need lots of seagulls to carry my weight. I'd sticky tape them out all ever And I'd fly away On a magical flying junkie seagull into the sky On a magical junkie flying seagull What was this about again? I don't, I don't know I forgot. Sam Simmons. The Precise History of Things.
0: So I could do my own version of Alone, I thought. Um, that This is the reality idea. Your own version of Alone, where, but it's... Um, there it is. There's that motorbike right now. Um, but it's urban. So it's urban alone. So it's a city. But you have to be taken and dropped off in a city where you don't know the language. So you are... So you're dropped off in Japan, you don't know any of the language and you have to try and survive for a hundred days. You have to get a job, get an apartment, you start from scratch, nothing. So you've been diving. Um, I mean, you might as well just call it homeless, home aloneless. <laughs> that's terrible. Well, it's basically being homeless, isn't it? And that's definitely not a reality show. Actually, scrap that. We can't do that. That's, a, that's offensive to the homeless, the poor bastards. It's cold at the moment. Did you see though the other day, it uh, was the, the national, sorry, the international um, temperature for the entire planet, the daily top was 17 degrees. It's the warmest it's ever been. And then on, um, I'm going to stop listening to ABC radio, by the way, it's just depressing me. Also, the fucking producers of Josh Zepp's program and they don't, um, I'm pretty sure they don't forward my text messages. Like, when they read them out on air. Because I write some very funny stuff and nothing's coming back. And I reckon it's just one of those little prick producers at the ABC who's worked out who it is. Like, don't fucking give him any time. Little shits. Anyway, I could be massively paranoid there. Probably am, but no, I I, I doubt it. It's the ABC. Goddamn, the most toothless organisation on the planet. And I know we've we love our ABC. Not anymore. It's not good anymore. It's just not good. It's just the same old shit. It used to be innovative. It used to have great stuff on there. Not just when I was on there, but there used to be risk at the ABC. They don't have risk anymore because you've got, this is, God, this is controversial. So this is how the ABC works. You have people who are entrenched there for life, but their roles are, are, what do you call them? Um, Contract. So they're not there permanently, um, but if they want to go to the next tier, pay level, they have to succeed, so what they do is they commission bland shit that doesn't get complaints. Like if you were to commission something that was a massive failure but a really good risk, um, you probably won't go to the next tier, or your job will be replaced. So what they do is continually just make safe bullshit. Anyway, the it needs a. I'm actually anti ABC, and it needs a huge um, washout. Get rid of all those those old execs with their old ideas. Get some innovation in there and make some risky stuff uh, going to air. Anyway, that's just uh, that's my ten, that's my two cents for the ABC every day. I pay me taxes. So it was seventeen degrees was the international temperature the other day, and then on the ABC I heard another bit of news that there's a um, a fungus or something or a bug that's eating all the cacao in Africa. So there's, the chocolate prices are going to skyrocket. So, chocolate's going to be more expensive. Um, there's uh, the warmest day ever. Um, war, war. War is on the brink. Um, now, Sweden... Have, how, why have Sweden joined NATO? What do they need to... Aren't they meant to be absolutely neutral? What are they policing? Are they policing... I mean, I'm, you know, the stereotype is that, yeah, they're policing furniture. Oh, huh, no, that's not how you use Alan key. Excuse me, I have having a meatball and a can be be. Um, anyway, that was sounding almost Italian. I don't care. Every foreigner sounds Italian to me because I'm a fucking racist. I'm not. I'm absolutely not. I'm just saying it. I'm, I'm loose today. Dad's, dad's loose. Dad is on the loose, eating chocolate mousse. I know what's wrong. It's because the volume's right up there. Hang on a minute. D- let me stop. Hang on. Maybe this is going to help it not peak as much. No, it's still peaking. But the volume's not as bad in my ear holes. Oh, I don't care. Um, yes, and then I saw uh, I saw an advert as well for people advertising terracotta warmers, which is basically it's a poor person's trick. It's a great idea actually. Where you get a candle and you put it inside. I thought I first saw this in England. I think it was on Channel Four, and they were, they were, um, It was about it was a documentary about the homeless, and it was about a cheap cheap economical way of warming a space if you're squatting in it with. Um, limited means so it requires tea candles or a big candle but tea candles are best and you get two terracotta pots and you insulate them in a way that basically the terracotta pot becomes like a a heat conductive thing and you can put your hands on it and warms them um so if you are struggling financially at the moment it is cold at the moment you can look it up on youtube and you can look look out how look up how to make a terracotta warmer um, just go to Bunnings, get yourself a sausage and bread, um, or just steal a flower. If you are homeless and you're really struggling, steal a flower pot off someone's front veranda, preferably in a suburb like Vaucluse or Tuarak, and um, yeah, just turn that into a terracotta hand, terracotta hand warmer. Uh, I got a lot of abuse online this week because I I, um, I put up a whole lot of voices to. Voice is about the voice to Parliament. So the voice to Parliament has become incredibly controversial. Um, there's a lot of no voters, it seems, out there, and I don't understand why. I, I just Why wouldn't you vote no? It's just about a constitutional right of letting Indigenous people have rights, you know? They never ceded, like, you know, sovereignty of the land. It was theirs. They were here first, and it is. It's a little bit like Bali's, I was here first. They were here first. It's not in the Constitution. Just put it in the Constitution. No one's going to take your stuff, but everyone's, I don't know whether it's a secret racism or what's really underneath it. If it's not going to hurt you, what does it hurt? I don't understand why it's such a controversial thing. And I think the, the right wing government are like, the right wing fuck whatever they are, they're all bloody swilling it up into this thing that's not actually there. And people were getting angry at me online about posting these voices. And that one lady was like, this was the ridiculous nature of this. Ugh. She got angry at me because I didn't post the other side's view, like I'm Channel 9 News. I'm an unemployed comedian, I'm not the you know the Channel 9 News network, I'm not 9 News, where I have to, and they don't even bloody present both sides of an argument. So I'm not apparently balanced and fair because I won't preside, uh, present both sides of the argument. That's like me saying, um, I don't believe in beating children. But if you do, here's some other opinions of other people who like to beat children. It was the most ridiculous argument to have with someone. Uh, and look through the threads if you're on Instagram. Um, have a look through the threads. It was I've only got a few posts. I've been so slack on socials because, ah, uh, just, it, it just I'm, I think now the fact that I have come to a point in my life where I don't give two fucks, but I do give one fuck. I'll get back on socials and I'll get angry, which is good. Um, at least it's an honest, it's an honest reaction to the shit that is all of this so um yeah look on there because there's one guy in there who i don't know how he's missed out on being abused in the thread but he's just written there the, the aboriginal people are stone age people who were rescued by the white man no one's had a, <laughs> No one's attacked him and i've just left it up there because i mean i don't want to highlight it because then it'll be a pile on but if you do want to pile on get in there get stuck into him Trolls, they're extraordinary. Um, anyway, this lady that was arguing with me, is not really much a, a troll. Just I think maybe she might have been an older woman that doesn't really understand social media properly. And she was saying someone of my... like, oh, How did she put it? Um, stature. Sh- stature? I've got no stature. I am a failed 46-year-old comedian who once had a thriving career that's let it wet, whittle away due to alco- alcoholism and mental illness. I mean, I'm still funny. And I'm still relevant, and I'm still going to make a comeback, you fucking assholes. Um, God, I wonder if this is just—I mean, I don't think this is the end for me. I don't think I'm going mad. I think I'm getting to a good place. Good old one fuck Simmons—that's what they call him. Good old one fuck. Um. Anyhow, uh, yes. So I um, what was I talking about? I don't even know. Oh yeah, the no vote. So yeah, I, I look—it's almost like our Brexit. And it feels like it's dividing the nation in such a way that people are just hell bent on saying no. But the problem with this is how do you explain that? I know I'm preaching to the converted on here, so there's no point. But how do you explain that to a 10-year-old Indigenous kid? How do you say, oh, look, I'm sorry, but they voted no. They said no to you. How do you look into that kid's eyes and say, no, I just don't. It's beyond me. I just, I don't know what the fear is, what they're worried about. Do they really think that suddenly people are going to come? It's like, what, what is the population of Indigenous people in this country? Is it not even 3% or something? Do they think that that 3% are going to come in and just stake claim on your backyard? I just, I cannot. If someone who is a no voter can just send me an email just explaining properly why no. If it's not going to hurt you, why not yes? If it's going to give some form of solace, and this is my family history as well. Like, I put online talking about that I don't know about my uh, black past, as someone put in brackets. And then I put a photo of my daughter going off to a NADOC themed day at kindy. And someone said, oh, look at your daughter in her costume. It's not a costume. It's a beanie and a t-shirt. And it's NADOC day. Fuck. What is going on? What, really, what is going on? Good. I think the left, the, I mean, the left are as bad as the right these days as well. Just bloody and antagon- I don't even want to be in the, I'm not a centrist, I'm a lefty. Good. There needs to be a left militia. That's what needs to happen. The Greens need to bloody, I don't know, what am I doing here? I'm, I've definitely, I've, I've gone deep into politics and I really don't want to. You know what? I heard a great expression the other day and I love this so much. So this TV show that I've been writing for, um, for a day a week, I heard a guy say, this is, I love this, don't let it grow legs. So that expression means when you start overthinking something, and I'm sure you guys have all heard it before, before it turns into something, before it turns into a monster, don't let that thought, don't let it grow legs. Because then it'll run away and you'll just, your brain will be, I love it. So yeah, that's, that's my new mantra. I only give one fuck and don't let it grow legs. I think that's definitely healthy. I'm sure I'm maybe just pushing down the, uh, what do you call it? Pushing the cancer within. Oh, get back in there, you angry little cancer man. Pushing it back down deep into my spleen. Um, okay. All right. Well, uh, uh, yeah, it was really awkward the other day. Um, so I've been writing on this TV show and there are all these kind of like executives in there, like, you know, big TV people and I'm up the back, you know, and I, I normally have really funny quips as we're watching the episode of the thing that I'm helping write. Um, I've got quips and wacky things to say, um, but I had I've had this really annoying tickling cough at the back of my throat, and you know we're in a, a pretty well ventilated room, but not enough so that I can do a hacking cough and have a wacky um, quip to come out at the same time. So I had to suppress my cough, which therefore made me suppress my quip, so I didn't seem as funny or, or as agile on my feet as I normally do. And it was quite embarrassing because I could tell that the um, the main the main lady kept looking around at me for, uh, hey, what's the where's the funny thing, man? And I'd be just looking at her because I've got a cough trapped inside me, and I didn't want to like you know a big phlegm globule to come out of my uh, throat um, and hit her in the eye as I try to explain something funny to her that's not actually um, that funny because there's a globule that's uh, landed in your mouth. Has anybody had that before? Just had a conversation with a stranger and they've spat, and you know the spits hit you on the face, but you have to ignore it. Not a good moment. I saw a fantastic thing once. I love this. Um, it was a romantic moment at a table in in Newtown, King Street. And there was a couple there sitting and they were loving each other. And out of nowhere, a plastic bag blowing in the breeze just hit her in the, in the face and wrapped around her head. It was so funny. Um, I, I think I, I did write it into a BBC sketch I did once. Um, and I think I gave it away for a TV show. I mean, it's not like it's my thing, but I saw it and I was like, well, that's mine. That's what comedians and writers do. They steal your life. They're like, they're like, um, they're vampires. They're experienced vampires. Fuck comedians. I'm sick of them. I'm so, so ready to walk. I'm always going to be funny, though. I'm always going to be fucking funnier. I watched this funny thing on, um, uh, what was it on YouTube or Instagram or something and it was comedians in cars getting coffee with Jerry Jerry Seinfeld and Bridget Everett and it was just this one moment of Jerry just ripping into Bobcat Goldthwait. Ooh, it was nasty but I get it and I started thinking about it. Bobcat Goldthwait, if you don't know, he was like this 80s guy. He was in Police Academy and he had a voice that. you and he had this weird, all he really did was a weird voice um, and I remember I met him backstage in LA, Bobcat Goldthwait that is and uh, he didn't seem very pleasant but um uh, Jerry Seinfeld ripping into him um, was nasty. It made Jerry look like a complete asshole. But um, at the same time, I was like, "Yeah, he's not really funny, is he? Uh, One trick pony." I mean, I could be looked at like that because I use props on stage and sound. That's what the traditionalists say. Bloody traditionalists. Fuck them. Um, okay, uh, I'm going to play something else, and then uh, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm going to talk about next. Probably fear of bloody going to the dentist. All right, hang on. Footy, Footy memories. memories. Footy memories.
1: I remember watching my first game of footy. I really like how they wore silky bright coloured outfits with matching helmets on top of horses. Sorry, man, are you uh are you talking about the horse racing? I thought it was footy. Footy secrets. Footy secrets.
0: I also forgot to mention that <clears throat> on Friday I donated my time. I donated the whole day to my um to Luna's uh school holiday program making green screen videos with the kids so what they do they come in, in pairs and i set up a giant green screen and we talk about where they want to be they'd be like oh i want to be a princess in a castle or like one boy wanted to be at the scg kicking a goal so then i get them to act out some certain scenes and i take the footage away and i thought it'd be really easy it took me oh my god sunday i was sitting editing these little shits from 7am until 3 in the afternoon. And I did not stop because I was hell bent on just getting it done. And I also got like a parking ticket for my trouble, which is so, I volunteer my time at, for kids to get a bloody parking ticket because I went over the two hour limit. That's so unfair. Um, so yeah, there was, oh my God, it was so cute though. So these kids were acting out stuff and, uh, I mean, some kids just had no imagination, which was gorgeous. i like, what world do you want to be in? Construction site. So, <laughs> which I get. Kids love diggers and all that type of stuff. So that little boy had construction site. Um, Candyland was popular. Um, Out of Space was there. A lot of dinosaurs for the, I've got to say for the boys, quite gendered. Why is it dinosaurs are... does seem to be a boyish thing. I know that someone's going to get, you know, No, nah, my daughter loves dinosaurs. Good. Okay, I'm just saying it seems predominantly boys from what I just saw. Uh, and what else did we have? What else is popular? Oh, um, oh, yeah, there was some... There was one, one, two kids that were just like, I don't know. like Cats and dogs? Oh, that's it. One kid wanted to just be watching TV. <laughs> a green screen of a kid watching TV, which we didn't do in the end. I, I made him do something else. But Jesus, that's pretty funny. That's funny, funny. Um, uh, what else is there? Oh, yeah, you have lots of outer space, lots of swimming under the water. Oh my God, the Batman boy. I mean, I can't show you any of this footage because it's you know the parents own the rights to it. But gee, there were some funny ones. The Batman kid. It's one of the greatest videos I think I've ever done, and I can never show you. It's only I'm a, only I and his parents are gonna ever be able to see it. And at the end of this, I'm going to, yes, I'm just saying, no, I'm going to delete it all. Um, so that, you know, if my, you know, if I do get hit by a bus and then the footage, I mean, it's not like they were nude. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, there are some creeps out there. But yeah, I, uh, that, that took me way longer than it should have. There was a lot more of a, um, of an emotional and mental uh output than i thought it would be i thought it'd be quite easy just to like slip them in on a bloody green screen and just get it done but it was a lot of work also i put music with it and stuff to make it look good it was a lot of work uh, a lot of work um yeah but a, but a good thing to do really nice thing to do i'll never do it again i must say i will never ever do it again um does anybody know about the pentupe nine the Pentupi nine i know this sounds like a um this should be a deep dive it probably should be a deep dive but i don't think there's enough information on it but I think it was 1984. The last uncontacted people in Australia. So the na- last Indigenous people of Australia were contacted in 1984, and they were a family of nine that just came out of the desert um, up in the Pilbara, I believe. And they were the last people to be. Con- isn't that amazing? 1984, isn't it? I, I, I looked it up because of the comment I got um, posting the no, the yes vote videos. And the person who said Stone Age people who bloody benefited only from white people coming along—it's like what fucking whatever. So I looked up who were who the last peoples on Earth, and 1984, which I mean, it is a long time ago, but it's kind of not at the same time. Just to think that these people were just there, just living that life. inside. I mean, what and what a way to experience. This is the thing that we don't realise about um, Indigenous people and people who live off the land in that way is just to be so, that's why I guess I'm enjoying watching alone at the moment, just to have that presence and thought of how am I going to eat today? What am I going to eat? And where do my thoughts go? And to be left alone with that many thoughts. I mean, you stick any millennial or Gen Z or even me out in the middle, of, out in the middle of nowhere, or even just somewhere where you got food and stuff, but no phone and no screens, you'd go mad in your head hole, wouldn't you? You go buddy, mentor. Imagine just being left alone with your your own thoughts forever. Forever. That's, that's the experience. It's extraordinary. Um, Yeah, wow. Uh, So yeah, I looked up the Pintupi Nine and uh, I I don't think there's any, I mean, there's really, I know there's the Senghalese or there's an island. Um, Yeah, it's Senghalese. Uh, in, near Mauritius or something off, off the coast of uh, Sri Lanka where there's a whole group of people that have been contacted but haven't at the same time and I know that uh, Papua New Guinea there's meant to be people that are still uncontacted it's, it's fascinating I just cannot believe I mean within our lifetime that will have ended and that's just so sad to see and I guess with this whole thing about you know the you know global warming and no more chocolate and new generations coming through, and what's going to actually happen, it's extraordinary what what we think is going to happen, because it is that, you can't turn it back, and I'm not turning this as a Woe Is Me podcast, or a Woe Is Us, or The End Is Nigh, you'd like to think that there's plans in place where they can actually save the planet before it you know, just gets to a point, a, a point of no return, which I believe is when... The icebergs, the icebergs, the, um, what do you call them? The bloody Arctics. The Arctics, uh, Antarctica and the Arctic begin to melt so much that there's too much sea mass, so therefore too much sunlight's being drawn to the blackness of the sea, and there's not enough white light to be reflected, reflected from the, um, the Arctic and Antarctic. So it's a point of no return. It just keeps getting hotter and hotter and hotter. And I think that we've kind of gone into that. So we're going to see the mass extinction of all this stuff and the rising sea levels. I mean, that's, I think the last time that happened, that's why the land bridge between Papua New Guinea and Australia and Tasmania disappeared. And that's why we have um, isolated species. And it was a higher landmass, I believe, unless I'm not wrong, because it's so ancient, like uh, macropods, like uh, kangaroos and koalas um, and marsupials are such an ancient animal. God, this is gone weird, isn't it? Um, that there's no land bridge between Indonesia and Western Papua. So that's why you've got monkeys in Indonesia, but you don't have them in Western Papua. Therefore, all the way down into Australia and Tasmania um, and New Zealand, which was all joined at one point. Um, There was no, there was no land bridge so that the monkeys never got across to there. But also like you've got all these different species that survive between them, like tree kangaroos. I can't remember the name of the tree kangaroo in Papua New Guinea, but there's a special name. There's also a very different form of echidna um, in Papua New Guinea and the pademelon, which is like a, I think they call it the swamp lobby in Australia, but it's basically like a tree kangaroo. So a pademelon's carnivorous marsupial, is it? I might have to look that up. But I think in... No, it's not carnivorous. It can't be if it's a... Uh... Is it? Um, the one in um, uh, Tasmania. But uh, yeah, pademelon. It's a really, really good word. As opposed to swamp wallaby, which is a bit shit. Uh, I don't know. Is anybody there? Hello? Hello? Is anybody there? Um, anyway. Uh, look, I'm going to uh, get into a deep dive soon. I hope you're um, I hope you're enjoying this. Uh, it sounds really weird in my ear hole, so I'm really worried that I've recorded an entire... Uh, episode of Nisha's Quiche, and the sound is really bad. Is it? I don't. I can't work out whether it's peaking. I can't work out whether I've really. Fuck, it looks really hot. It looks red hot, peeps. Um, I don't know, but anyway. Um, I hope you're enjoying this. If you are a Patreon subscriber, thank you so much. Uh and if you have resubscribed again after dropping out that's absolutely fine if you do need to drop out because it's a global financial crisis that's a okay with me and also Haley strivens your tea towel is coming david negus your tea towel is coming um lovely lady in canada your tea towel is coming all the internationals are on the way they're on the way so um don't get upset it is coming soon i promise i've got photographic proof from the post office um, and thank you for subscribing, people uh, OK, it's it's me sounding like this is an end of the world podcast remember the bit in um, that terrible film 2012 with John Cusack and Woody Allen was playing the, the madman who was living in a VW waiting for the end of the world I feel like I might be him OK, well I'm going to play you something now we're going to come back for a deep dive let's go deep diving
1: Hi, I'm Bob Maynard from ABC Classic FM I accidentally spilled a hot mug of chamomile tea in my lap the other day. I thought it'd be relaxing. Wasn't. Yes, yes.
0: I'm Bob Maynard. Wasn't. Okay, so this week's deep dive is on cup noodles. Now, cup noodles are the... Um... They've got a really classic um, font. It says cup noodle. It looks all swishy. And I didn't know this, but I thought cup noodles were an American thing, but it's Japanese, which makes sense. It's noodles. But I thought it was a Japanese thing because of the marketing and all that type of stuff. Now they're invented. So this is, this is I find this fascinating. I just love this stuff. So um, this is niche as fuck. I mean, if you're really going to tune into a podcast and go, oh, I am I'm going to learn about. You're learning about cup noodles. So good. Here we go. So uh, here we go. Instant noodles were invented in 1958 by Momofuku Ando, the Taiwanese-born founder of the Japanese food company Nissan, not the car. Um, he used chicken ramen as the first instant ramen noodles. In 1970, Nissan formed the subsidiary Nissan Foods Co. USA so to sell instant noodles in the US and opened a factory in Pennsylvania in 1973. Nissan recognised the bowls traditionally used to package the instant noodles were in, were in Asia, were not common in the US, so the paper cup was designed by Ron Mattison In 1971, Nissan introduced instant ramen packaged in a foam cup, the three original cup of noodles flavors in the U.S. were beef, chicken, shrimp, and pork flavor was added in 1976. All flavors originally t- contained pieces of de- dehydrated egg, which was removed in the early 1980s. Why? Anyway, um, in 1978, Nissin Foods offered more new varieties of Top Ramen and Cup Noodles. Japan Airlines has offered Cup Noodle with the exclusive uh, "sky" flavor on board since 1992. What do you mean this Sky flavor? What's that? And since 2021, the product has been available in the airline's online store. What's going on there? Why is there a special noodle? See, this is why. This is what I mean. A niche noodle flavour is a good thing. And I've got a flavour. And it's going to take over the world, people. Um, I'm going to go study this stuff. I've actually... Did I mention earlier? I've contacted Fantastic Noodles, the only noodle manufacturer in Australia. And they sound confused um, by my proposal. Anyway... um, Today, instant noodles in Japan are often sold served in foam bowls, sometimes with plastic utensils. Yes, we've got that here. Foam bowls are inexpensive, disposable, light, and easy to hold. Yeah, but at the same time, they're bad for the environment, aren't they? Different flavors are available in different parts of the world, such as Tom Yum in Thailand, Curry in Japan. Yeah, that's the one. They're called Big Cup, Cup Noodles, um, Curry flavor. So Katsu Curry flavor. Like you get a weird feeling. It's kind of an indigestion you kind of get afterwards, about half an hour. But as you're eating them, oh my god, they're delicious. Um, and crab in Hong Kong and Churrasco. Ooh, Churrasco in Brazil. That sounds good. That's kind of like a chimichurri, a chimichurri, chimichurri noodle. I like that. In 2016, the US version was changed, reducing sodium and uh, sodium and removing MSG. That's a bad choice. You got to put the MSG in there. It's good. I know it's a chemical. I don't care. It tastes good. Uh, from 1996 to 2006, a 60-foot Nissan Cup Noodle sign was ins- installed in Times Square. I didn't know that. Uh, it was, I didn't notice that when I was there. It was located prominently near the top of the um, one Times Square building. That's a big, that's bloody good marketing, isn't it? Uh, okay, Cup Noodles are often seen in the 2012 video game Binary Dominion. couldn't give a shit. Um, Final Fantasy product placement, uh, is that it? There's got to be more about this. No, no, no. I want to find out more about Momofuku Ando. Come on, tell me more. So Momofuku Ando, Japanese, um, born Gopi Hock. Why did he change his name? Chinese. Was an inventor and businessman who founded Nissan Food Products. He's known as the inventor of Instant, instant Noodles. Sorry. Um, Ando was born Gopi Hock uh, into a wealthy family. There you go. Yeah, bloody man. Oh you know you're not are not, not my hero anymore, are you? You bloody just inherited it. God damn it. I, I wanted to I wanted the story to be about like some guy, some street urchin making noodles on the street. He left them in the street too long. They dried out. And he went cup noodle and put them in a packet. But no, this guy had money. So here we go. So his grandparents owned a small textile store which inspired him at the age of 22 to start his own textiles company using uh, 190,000 yuan. I don't even know how much that is. That might be a lot of money. Uh, hang on. When he, when the island was of, of Taiwan, Taiwan was under Japanese colonial uh, rule. Okay, gotcha. So, yeah, Ty- Taiwan's had issues, hasn't it? Still got issues um, in Taipei. So he started the textile company. who then traveled to Osaka. Where he established a clothing company while studying economics at Ritsuko uh, University. He renounced his Japanese citizenship after Taiwan was liberated from the Japanese rule in 1945 in order to keep his property on the island. But again, became na- a naturalized Japanese citizen in 1966. Anyway, I don't care about that. I not care. I just want to care. I-, I want to know the noodle moment. Here we go. Cup noodles invention. According to the Financial Times, Anno's invention of cup noodles in 1971 at the age of 61. That's a good. That's a story. That's a story. He's 61. 61 when he made it. I mean, he was doing well before it, selling fabric, but it's 61, that's like Colonel Sanders. I didn't. He he didn't fry chicken until he was in his eighties, didn't he? Um. Here we go. Hang on. So let's get this right. On August 25, 1958, at the age of 48. Oh. No, hang on he was 48 oh you're lowering it but he put the cup in at 61. sorry guys let's just discover this together on august 25 1958 at the age of 48 and after months of trial and error uh, experimentation to perfect his flash frying method and i marketed the first package of pre-cooked instant noodles the original chicken flavor is called chicken ramen it was originally considered a luxury item with its price at 35 sorry 10 cents in 1958 under the then exchange rate of equivalent to what, how much? $5.69. Ooh, that's expensive. So his first one, were, he charged $5.69 at today's US rate. So $7 for one packet of instant noodles, which is way too much money. Um, okay. Around, uh, around six times the the, the Six times the price of a traditional udon and soba noodles at the time. As of two thousand and sixteen, chicken ramen still sold in Japan. Whatever. Uh, so then, he at, in nineteen seventy one, though at the age of sixty one, he invented the cup. We didn't invent the cup, but he invented the foam cup to put the noodles in, and that would be the thing that broke through. Like, oh my god! And the, the simplicity and efficiency of low price cup noodles went on to transform Nissan's fortune. So there you go. That, that's in, that's I think an inspiration. At the age of forty eight, this bloke finally cracked it he's mucking around with fabrics he's just stitching shit together going oh i like that color next to that color Oh, i wouldn't mind some noodles oh the noodle shop shut oh where do i get noodles oh hang on a minute what if i make instant noodles um yeah you can you can do whatever you want so that i guess that is um that's kind of inspiring isn't it that's the journey in the story of cup noodles cup noodles come and fill your cup up cup up cunt Um, hey, well, there you go. That was Nisha's quiche this week. I'm sure it was a strange episode. Um, I hope you're on my wavelength. I hope the the sound levels are okay. I feel like it was painful to listen to. It sounded weird in my ears. Are you still there? Yes, I've got some, um, damn it. There was a dream interpretation I didn't do. Sorry, I'll save it for next week. Sorry about that. Send in more dream interpretations, by the way. Please send them in. Um, just send them in vo- um, as a voice message. I'll play them and then interpret them. Um, I've got a couple backed up. I forgot them put, to put them in this week, but that's okay. We can save them for next week. Uh, but if you've got, uh, if you've had a weird dream or a weird dream from your past, something from your childhood that's haunted you, send it in. Send it in as a voice message. It's easy to do. Just record it on your phone and then send that voice message to my email, Sam Nish as Keish at gmail.com sam niche as quiche at gmail.com and I will interpret your dreams okay well hey look if I could give you any advice this week don't give so much of a fuck give just one fuck don't give two fucks couldn't give two fucks exactly give one fuck I hope you're feeling good I hope you're feeling better if you are battling and you're dealing with a bit of the Johnny Depp's depression bit of depression mode Um, may I suggest to you try sitting with your sobriety, being a bit sober and sitting with your own thoughts and dealing with them in a, in a front on way. Does that make sense? It's, it's, I've got to say I'm better at dealing with my my negativity, my negativity and bad thoughts when I'm sober than I am if I'm, if I'm drunk, it's fine. I'm ignoring them. But the next day, you get sad. So, look, if you are battling, there's people you can talk to, um, there's places you can go. AA might work for you. It doesn't work for me, but it might work for you. Um, you know, and, and, you know, giving it up for one thing for another, like trying to swap out alcohol for marijuana. Not always good. Not good for me. I can't smoke marijuana or, you know, do that because I get too um, paranoid. Uh, but what I do now is I just sit with my thoughts and I deal with them and I live in the moment like a Buddhist that's what I do. I just live in the moment. Like right now, I'm talking to you. This is the moment. This is me here in the moment with you. Um, okay, well, I don't know whether there's any anything real in that rubbish that you just listened to then, but I um, I hope if you are in a place that's a little bit dark, I hope, yeah, hope you're feeling a bit better. Okay, well, all my love to you. I'll be back with some more stories next week about what's happening. Probably some more anger and rage learning to embrace my anger the older I get it's good Um, anyway I'll speak to you next week all my love to you all my love and God bless you Um, if I was talking about God as being a being of uh, I guess of light and power and an inner strength within you then that can we'll we'll call that God God bless you or you bless you you bless you me bless you that makes me sound like I'm God I'm not God I'm one of the gods but I'm not the God (laughs) That's from a great film, isn't it? I'm not, the, anyway, I can't remember that. Um, all right, that was a bit of snot there. Hope you enjoy that. Hey, by the way, do you know what I reckon is uh, a show that needs to come again? Does anybody remember Come Dine With Me? It's a British show. Uh, I think it was on repeat here in Australia on the Food Network or something. It's such a superb show. That's what I'm gonna go and pitch after this job that I finished. I'm going straight in there. I'm going, you need to bring it back. They did do an Australian version, but it was not very good because the voiceover didn't work. Um, he wasn't snarky enough it just wasn't good enough so yeah come anyway we'll wait and see hey all my love i hope you're well look after yourself eat well bloody all the good do all the good things get some sun bloody go cuddle someone and call someone you haven't called in a while and tell them you love them all right i love you i love you i love you i love you for listening and i genuinely mean that all my love all right i'll speak to you soon
1: bye